it's August, and for the second straight year, our beloved Reds are playing games that matter. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. All right. I'm Jeff. I'm Tom. I'm Kim. And this is the 3-0 Reds Fans Podcast coming to you from Shea Generette, just a few miles from the heart of Cedarville, the famous birthplace and final resting place of Reds pitching legend Bumpus Jones. We are poolside tonight, so if you hear a little gurgling in the background, that's just some ambiance. Probably. Probably. (laughs) Or my stomach because I didn't eat dessert. I'm still hungry. (laughs) One of the two. Uh, So here we are. Uh, It's a beautiful evening outside. We have a beautiful view out the back here uh, across lots of green fields and the aqua blue pool. And uh, it's just a a lovely evening, right? It is. Lovely evening. Lovely lovely dinner. Good company. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Even though you guys are here, it's pretty good company. So... (laughs) Uh, well, as a listener to our podcast, thanks for being one of the most loyal Reds fans ever. We have a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast app, but we love more ratings and reviews. Leave us a review there, a comment on our page on podbean.com or any other podcast app that lets you comment. And follow us on Twitter at 3 Old Reds Fans or on Facebook. You can just search 3 Old Reds Fans, the number three, and find us there too. So, we're here to discuss the second-place Reds, who are... Uh, uh, still trailing the Brewers, who don't seem to ever lose, except when we do. And the Padres, sort of the same thing, but uh, we're only about what three games behind them in the loss column, yeah. in the uh, in the uh, for the wild card for the right to play the Dodgers in a one-game playoff. Ta-ding. So uh, you know, but hey, we'll take whatever we get out of that, and at least we're at least it's fun right now. So. I mean, for me, you know, this last uh, right after the break was rough. You know, Castellanos got hurt. They seemed a little shell-shocked, but, man, they've been going crazy lately. And, of course, Votto's been on his home run tear, and Farmer's, Farmer's playing like uh, like a Hall of Famer for the last month. And, you know, and uh, things are coming together. We got some help in the bullpen. We got some, you know, everything's coming together as well as you could hope at this point, I suppose. Can they catch anybody? Who knows? Play some ball, win, win a bunch of games, and see what happens. But pretty fun i'm having a good time and we have the hope of a bunch of players getting back the louisville bats are a strong team right now <laughs> yes they are i think all of us thought that Castellanos went down oh my we thought that things might go south but uh, people have stepped up like farmer like you said and they're playing it's fun fun to i don't get to watch them no none of us do but fun to follow yeah i watch some on when i'm uh when the Dragons are at home and I'm covering those games, I see a decent amount. Uh, it's on in the press box up there, and the sound's usually down, but I'm usually, you know, I'm, I'm watching one pitch in front of me, and then I look up at the screen and up beside me, and I'm, I'm keeping track. You know, I get to see some stuff, and sometimes I'm in there writing and I do the post-game stuff with Joey and bring him on there, and he's he's, he's been a joy lately, just some of the stuff, the reasons why he's pointing at his back and the – you know, he talks about that. and because What is the reasons why he was pointing that, back? It's that t- there's a TV show on the – it's one of those streaming shows on Apple Apple TV called Ted Lasso. It's a sports show. I think yeah, I've watched it. it. I've watched them all. Have you watched it? Yeah. Well, I guess there's a guy that – there's something about pointing at their jersey. There's something from that show, and it's a shout-out to that. To that character. To that character. And he, he's doing it for David Bell because David Bell loves it too. So he's doing all that for Bell. Hmm. So that's what it's I've about. watched all the shows. It doesn't <coughs> ring a bell. It doesn't ring a bell with you. So. That's a great, funny show. Is it? So, was it a soccer? Yeah. 
Okay. It's an American football coach that gets hired to coach a Premier League soccer team. He has no idea what, <laughs> what the pitch is or anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, southern accent, good yeah. old boy. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I've not seen it, but, uh, yeah, that's that's the whole thing oh, okay. behind that. So. Okay. And just, you know, and he was he was doing a Suarez impersonation one night, Jim Day. Have a good day, Jim Day, all this kind of <laughs> stuff. So it was fun, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun, been fun. So, um, so what do you think the odds are? Are we going to catch the Brewers or are we going to catch the Padres? Well, the Padres are closer. Yep. And the Padres have to play the Dodgers and the Giants a decent amount of times, I think. So that's, you know, and they just lost Tatis, again. So, I I don't know. I think if I think the, the odds favor. At this point, catching the Padres before the the Brewers, but you know, I don't know. You, you know, who knows? I think we talked on the last podcast, didn't we, last time? That how in the world are the Brewers continuing to win? <laughs> what is going on over there? At the she pool? fell into the pool. <laughs> Did she fall in? Yeah, she was watering. She was watering and, and stepped fell back in. and fell in. She okay. Too bad that couldn't be seen. Yeah. <laughs> Only heard. Mrs. Jennerette was watering plants and back, backing up and fell in the pool. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you saw it? I, I saw her falling. I didn't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway. Just uh, another day. Just another day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm going to tell you, um, obviously on paper, it's the Padres, right, with Tatis on the 10-day IL and, mm -hmm. and the Padres having to play the Dodgers and the Giants. <clears throat> but the Brewers, they've been so hot, but their schedule has been so friendly. Their mm -hmm. schedule gets a little more tougher now, as if I understand it correctly. And for the Reds, it's uh, just the opposite. So this is an opportunity to, you know, we, we saw back the Reds make up like seven, eight games on the Cubs. Now, I know it was the Cubs, but this is six weeks ago. We didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully they can make up some ground on uh, the Brewers and the Padres. But right. uh, on paper, you got to say, yes, yeah, San Diego is our yeah. better chance. Right. And Milwaukee's pitching is just off the chart. They lead, lead the National League and runs against. Mm -hmm. So you would expect that to be like the Dodgers or Giants, but it's yeah. the Brewers. Right. I mean, that's what they've been doing it with. You know, how many times do you hear, well, pitching, is, you, you got to have pitching, you got to have pitching. And and right now they have it, and they're, and they're doing, do, doing the job with it. So um, so what's coming up here for the Reds is sort of one of those um, problems you like to have, right? Too many, you know, too many guys for too many spots. Um, so I, I put the, roster, the current active roster, roster together. I put uh, who the guys are on the injured list, um, guys that might have options that w might possibly matter. Um, I mean, like Jonathan India has three options, but Jonathan India is not a guy who's going to get sent down, so I'm not really bothering with that as an example. Um, right now they're carrying, uh, what, nine relievers? Um, Brock, Sessa, Doolittle, Garrett, Givens, Hembry, Hoffman, Lorenzen, and Wilson. So they just traded for Sessa, Wilson, and Givens. So they f feel like they're going to stick around. Mm -hmm. 
right? Um, Hembry is definitely going to stick around. Garrett. Garrett's going to stick around. Lorenzen's going to stick around. That leaves Doolittle, Brock, and Hoffman. So here's what. So they have four guys on the injured list right now. Antone, who has options, but I'm pretty. I don't imagine Antone anywhere but in Cincinnati. I mm-hmm. can't imagine he would get healthy and they'd say we're going to send you to Louisville for a while. I don't think that's happening. Um, the other guy who has options is Art Warren. He's got two options. I don't. I, I can see him staying in Louisville. Does that anybody disagree with that? With especially with what we've added, they're they're nodding their heads in agreement with me. Uh, Lucas Sims. I gotta figure Lucas Sims is gonna be on the on the active roster when he comes back, don't you? You would think. I mean, you would think. So, and then Michael Feliz is the other, and Feliz has no options. So Feliz is a guy who, if you bring back, you got to set somebody down, or you DFA him, and he either takes an assignment somewhere and clears waivers and and all that, or he decides he wants to be a free agent and sign with somebody else. So that's what's going on there. So I think Antone and Sims are definites to go back on. If those are the only two, who are the two guys that get sent down? And none of these guys that are active right now have options. Oh, okay. I would think Brock would probably get sent down. And he's like 35, so he's probably going to take... He's probably going to, like, I want to be a free agent. Or he might say, you know, I'll hang out here because if somebody else gets hurt, I'm the first guy they call. And that's probably what they would tell him. So who would be the who would be the other one? Doolittle. Doolittle. Who would you vote for, Doolittle or Hoffman? Vote for which to, way? To flip a coin. To get rid of, to keep. Who would you want to keep, Hoffman or Doolittle? Well, that's a tough one, isn't it? I think I'd rather keep Hoffman. The only thing, Doolittle was hitting 96.8 the other night. Where'd that come from? You know, I know. A, I, and then he threw that breaking ball, which he shouldn't have thrown. It, I, I agree with that. It was still a very good pitch. Yeah. It was still a good decision, let me put it that way. And it was still a good pitch. Uh, if I remember correctly, Smith went out of the strike zone yeah, and he just hit, he barely hit. got the bat right, on it. Right, right, yeah. Barely got it right. in the And outfield. everybody's like, why do little, why do little? Well, you know, he made some pretty good pitches, and the guy got a hit. He did. It I don't happens. think it matters which one you get rid of, to be honest with you. Maybe Doolittle has an advantage because he's a lefty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an advantage, and Hoffman has an advantage that he can – do multiple innings in a, yes. if you need it. And he can be a spot starter if you need it. So yeah. I think both of those, I think that's interesting. I think I think Brock is a guy that goes, um, unless one of these other guys, like let's say Justin Wilson just falls apart and can't get anybody out the next two or three times he pitches. Well, then he could be a candidate for that. But Which, by the way, a good friend of mine, a longtime friend of mine, Yankees fan, said Sessa will help you, Wilson will not. Yeah, well, huh. Wilson didn't do anything good with the Yankees this year, but, you know, he's had success in the past, so that makes sense that he would say that, you know, because he was like, his ERA was like seven. But right. I'm glad to hear him say that about Sessa, though, that he feels feels good about Sessa. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we've got our starters, and there's nothing happening there. If one of them go down, who comes up from Louisville? Uh, that's a good question. If it's If it's one or two starts, they might – Put Hoffman in there. Santion. Santion. Santion probably because he's been there this year. I don't think 
You don't think they'll bring in I don't Green think or the bring, pivot from AA? I don't think they'll do that in a pennant a race. I know, but now he is, yeah. Yeah, I don't – yeah, Ladova just wants to AAA. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you do that in a pennant race, bring up a, a prospect like that? I wouldn't. For the first time? Price Tom says, yeah, that's a rookie. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm yeah, just asking. Yeah, I, I think you go with a guy who's at least done it some. Santillon. and and done it with some mar marginal success. It's, yeah, he's had some good. Very outings. marginal, but he's had some and, good. And he seems to be a good batter. <laughs> but yeah, you still need that in the National League. So catchers, not making any moves at catchers. Obviously, we've got two, and that nothing's happening there. But infield, outfield. So you got. You got Blandino coming off the I.L., and he has an option. I think with the way this team's constructed, he probably goes to AAA. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? I can't imagine, unless somebody else gets hurt. Yeah. And then, the, and then Moustakas is coming off as an infielder, and he will stick. So Freeman has one option, and Schrock has two options. What do you think? Well, Schrock, if he keeps hitting – be hard to send him down. Exactly. What do you think, Kim? I think Freeman goes down. Wasn't he batting 188? Yeah. I mean, he's filler. I think, it, I he's think filler. it's sort of an easy choice. He's filler right now. Yeah, I think so. So I think the bigger question is, where do you put Moose? Well, we'll get to that. That's, <laughs> that's coming. That's coming. Right now we're like, who's the 26 guys once everybody's healthy? So I think that's pretty obvious. Freeman goes. Um, you got two outfielders coming off, Castellanos and Sinzel. Sinzel has three options, but I can't imagine them sending Sinzel to AAA. So you could bring back Mustakas, Castellanos, and Sinzel, send down Freeman. Then you got to pick two more guys. You Freeman know? and Bland so, so Blandino, right? Yeah. Well, no, Blandino's going to go down, but he's on the IL already. Oh, okay. So of guys that are. Guys that are on the IL that are gonna stick on the active roster when they when they get healthy here soon are Mustakas, Castellanos, and Sinzel. Right. You gotta dump three guys. You could dump Freeman and Schrock as two infielders. And Schrock's playing outfield tonight for like the first time. And then you got Akiyama with three options. You got Aquino with no options. You got Naquin with two. Um, based on experience and inexperience, Freeman, Schrock, and Aquino, sort of the least experienced of those guys, seem, if they go that way, is there a world where they say, you know, we're going to move Shogo down? But I can't see them doing that, can you? No. No. Not with what they're paying him. Aquino is disappointed. I, I know a few weeks ago you and I were talking about him, and you said that <clears throat> he seems to be having better at-bats yeah, and this and that. Yeah, he's slumped I ever haven't, since. I haven't seen that period, though. I, I haven't, even when you said it, although he was the only one that got the hit that day against yeah. Stroman, right? I, I just haven't seen that well, with him. I, he's I, flexing at first when he gets a single. Well, he did I, yeah. that once, yeah. <laughs> I would say he's not having as good of at-bats as some of the more established players. I think his some of his at-bats – he was he was showing some more patience in some at bats than he had in the past. So I think he's made a little progress in that. But kind of ever since I said that, he really hadn't hit. Well, the value of him obviously is he can go he can go yard, 
Plays a decent right field, mm -hmm. decent, good arm. Yeah, he's made a couple big plays out there. All things, I just don't know. I don't know if I would keep him. Yeah, I think he goes down. And the thing is, you don't. Well, I'd hate to lose him because he has no options, and you could end up losing him. I'd hate for that, but you know, worst things. Worst things have happened. Yeah, exactly. it's great to be in this position. There's other years we've felt like everybody on the field was really should been should have been in Triple A. <laughs> Right. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. this year we're having good problems. <clears throat> exactly. So I don't know. I think it's I think Aquino Aquino and Freeman for sure and probably end up being Schrock because he's got two options. I mean, despite the fact that he had five hits the other day, how much is he really gonna play when all those other guys are back? Well, it'll be interesting to see if he continues to hit. Or yeah, if he gets three hits tonight, then he starts to get you thinking. Yeah. But, uh, all things being equal, yes, I, I agree okay. with what you just all right. said. So I think we've come to pretty good, pretty conclusion there about who's probably going to stick and who's going to go back to Louisville or end up getting released end up, if they don't clear waivers. So here's the current. Uh, I looked. I was on Fangraphs. They have all this in information, and. They list on, on their depth chart that they do on there the current go-to lineup versus right-handers that they use, which is the most common lineup, right, versus yep. right-handers. So the, here's, what the, here's, the, here's the most common lineup versus right-handers right now. India, Winker, Farmer, Vado, Naquin, Barnhart, Suarez, Akiyama. So when uh, Castellanos comes back, that's pretty easy. He gets right field. Yep. And that's kind of the Naquin spot. Okay. So if Castellanos is the first guy back, Naquin's playing split in center field with Akiyama, probably. And maybe Naquin should play more than Akiyama. And if you're, if you're saying yeah. split, it, I, I yeah. would not say it's a 50-50 I, I wouldn't call it a 50-50. Okay. I'm just saying yeah. sharing time. Mm -hmm. Divide that up how you will and, and how – Bell will based on what happens. Okay. Um, then you've got Moustakas. Um, and you have an interesting decision to make at third base because at one time, Moustakas comes back, Suarez goes back to short, but mm -mm. not, you know, you can't take Kyle Farmer out of the lineup right now. Now, if he goes in a tailspin, things get different, but I can't see him going. I, He's he's going to cool off a little bit, but I don't think he's going to go into a tailspin either. So, are either Mustakas or Farmer going to hit 200 or less? They're not. They're not going to hit as many home runs as Suarez. True. Well, yeah. Moose Moose could. One thing too is we're talking about hitting. Farmer's defense has been pretty much lights out. Yeah, it's been yeah. good. It's been Suarez really good. put him in his natural natural his a customary position at third. He's struggling. Yeah. Put him at short. He's he's just struggling. Period. Struggling would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the question becomes, how much does Mustakas play, and how much does Suarez play? I mean, do you bench Suarez? Do you? What do you do? I mean, I think that's an interesting. That's a tough decision, in my opinion. It to some people it's easy. Uh, he's hitting 175. Put him on the bench. But I don't know if it's that easy. How do you, how do you sit Suarez? How do you sit Mustakas? Both of those are really hard questions. Um, but you're right. If you just look at stats, you would say it's a no-brainer. 
but I know there's a lot more to that. On the well, Mustakas hadn't done that much this year, but he hadn't been around, so I don't even remember what he was hitting when he got hurt. But uh, it doesn't even really matter because it's been so long. You can't, you know, he could come and, out hot, he could be cold. And then there's when he came back before off the injured list, which seems to be a lot of guys, they struggle for the first 12, 15 at-bats. A lot of times. Yeah. You know, and so if it's over 12 versus 170, <laughs> but – you know, if you want to win, a 170 batting average plus a 200 bat batting average in 60 games la last year, you play Mustakas. All right, all right. So he plays, and you're if, if you're managing the team, you play Mustakas more. And what would you? 100 percent. I'd do the same thing. I think I'd certainly. Uh, yeah, I think you have to lean that way. You have to. You have to start. He has to play some. I don't know how much the split is. I don't think you bench Suarez and bury him on the bench and never play him. But what do you? So then the real question is, what's David Bell going to do? That's what really matters, right? It's fun mm -hmm. to talk about what we think, but what is he going to do? You he could any, bench. You he any? could bench Farmer. I don't think he'll do that. It'd be a revolt. He could, sure, but I don't think he will either. Unless Farmer goes into an O for twenty. Yeah, of course. Right right now, Farmer has been, not only has he been producing, he is such a leader. He is such a player. I, I think the team looks up to him. He does the things you ask him to do. Yeah, he does. Okay. All right. So I think, I think regardless of the splits or how much, whatever, Suarez's playing time is going to take a hit. How much of a hit will be – you know, that's up to David Bell and what he's going to do in, in consultation with others. And it could also depend on how well Moustakis hits and, if and, and like you said, what, what Farmer continues to do. And I can't remember. Is Moustakis a lefty hitter? Yes. They could, they they, could they, go right-left with could. him and Suarez. They could, which means, you know, Moustakis will play more. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Interesting. Now, what about the outfield? Who, you know, who's going to play? Well, we know who when, the left – right, when, when you get Castellanos and, and Senzel back, so then you've got an outfield of Castellanos, Senzel, Winker, Naquin, and Akiyama probably. You know who's going to be in left and right. Yep, I was going to say that. So who's going to be in center? Well – It's probably a matchup thing for Bell. He goes for the analytics, right? Yep. Could be. I mean – Honestly, as much as I would like Nixon Zell to really take hold of a position like Jonathan India has this year, he hadn't done it yet. Yeah. Part of it's been injuries, but he hasn't he hasn't been as he's not shown in the consistency and produced at that level. So I don't think I don't think Sinzel has earned you're going to play center field every day, but I think he's going to. Would you agree with that, Kim? I do. I do. Because I know you've been high on him, but I think. Well, history is what it is. No one right? plans for injuries, and, right. and this guy has not only does he have injuries, he has illnesses, <laughs> right? <laughs> Vertigo multiple times, and then he had uh, uh, COVID. Yeah. So the, the the guy has just had so much um, against him, but I agree with you. I, I he doesn't have he hasn't earned the right to be out there. He still has to prove himself, and yeah. first thing he has to prove is that he can stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it becomes the hot hand. Who's hot? You know, 
I think that's going to happen. Akiyama's had an opportunity. He hasn't really. No, he hasn't. He has. He's had. He's had more opportunity lately. hasn't gotten real. hasn't gotten hot. Hitting maybe a little better lately, but not nothing to write home about. Maybe you go with defense because they're all about the same offensively. Yeah. So. All right, and if you go defense, it's still for me. It's it's tough that's, either way. That's true. Akiyama or Senzel, both I like having him in center field. Yeah. Bakewin's a nice center fielder too. He has a he has a great arm. He does, and he he's de I think he's deceptively fast. But in terms of the the best defenders, if you would, I would say Akiyama and Senzel. Take your pick. But yeah. nothing to sneeze at with Naquin. You're right. That rocket arm he's got. He does. So we play. This is something I didn't look up. Do you know? Do we play any games in American League parks the rest of the year? I do not think we do. I think we're done, but I do not know. Okay. Know. Why do you ask? Well, because he's then, thinking then you got a DH to. You know that gives uh, that gives some at bats to some people. If if you had six of those games or five of those games left, that's that's that many more at bats for one or two guys. You know, picking up some at bats. So, just just wondered, just wondered. I'm not here to politic for the DH right now in the National League. Everybody, if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know how I feel about that and how wrong these guys are. Amazing how you <laughs> slipped that in. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> So okay, I think we've come to. I think that's. I think that's the. I think that's probably the conventional wisdom. Um, is there a unexpected thing David Bell could do that anybody's wondered about or thought about out of all this? I don't think I can't come up with one. I think Mustakis is going to get opportunities, and since Suarez is going to get fewer, Castellanos will play every day, and center field will be. Rotate, rotated. And um, if Castellanos or Winker needs a day off for some reason, one of those guys can play. And if one of them gets nicked up a little bit, hopefully that doesn't happen. One of those guys, I mean, we've got backups. We don't have, like, guys who've never done it before. So, because Naquin's been a pleasant surprise this year overall. Very he's, much so. He's, you know. He's slumped a little while, but then he seems like a couple games re recently he had some big hits. So, so okay. I am worried about Castellanos coming back. Is he still going to be what he was before he was injured? Oh, I don't know. Who knows? You, you just want to make sure that hand is a good 95 to 100%. You know, you don't yeah. want to come back too early and aggravate it. Now, the other day they had pictures of him in batting practice, and he was hitting it over the wall, but... That's batting practice. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, practice. that. You, talking about practice. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're all optimistic. C Castellanos comes back, and they're playing well already. Moose come, if Moose can come in and hit better than, than Eugenio, then, I mean, you're talking about a big, big injection of offense there. Right. And so you know, it comes down to the bullpen. Right, because the offense hasn't been the problem. But with this bullpen, you can never have too much. So. Boosting the offense is always a good thing because, and also because you know Farmer, like I said, he's going to keep hitting over 500 for the like he has for the last what month. That's not going to continue. Votto's not going to keep hitting a home run every night. So, as certain other guys sort of cool down, you hope other guys get hot and having as many good players in the lineup. Yeah, increases that opportunity, right? So but I'm yeah, going to be cap Captain Obvious here. For the Reds to get to the playoffs, it's all up to the bullpen. Well, mm -hmm. I think so. And, and we can't have a, a starter, you know, 
go down. That would really hurt, too. No, no. But And you can't have a rash of bad starts. I mean, you're going to get, all right, a couple times at least. Sure. A couple of these guys aren't going to get past the fifth. I mean, they're going to give up five, four or five runs. It's going to happen. Right. Right? It happens. But And the bullpen's going to give up some runs. You know, they're going to give up some runs. They just can't keep – they can't blow a bunch of leads. Right. They can't blow four and five run leads. And when you're up one run and they get a run in the eighth or ninth inning, you know, that's, that happens to the best teams and the best bullpens. And that happened on Saturday, and it was disappointing. But that wasn't what I call – that wasn't like one of those implosions of having a four-run lead and giving it away in the eighth inning either. I mean – It still hurt. It still hurt. Oh. It hurt. I know it hurt. But it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, our bullpen is terrible again. They gave out – you know, they got they scratched out a run, and then – we didn't get anything done in the in the extra inning. It, and it was self-inflicted, Jeff. They well, scratched was, out a run. It, it was a walk and then a wild pitch. I know, I know, but that's but at the same time, for them that's sort of manufacturing a run, and for us it's giving one away. So I guess I'm just looking at it both from both I'm ways. Saying just don't give it away. Don't give it away. Yeah, yeah. That leadoff walk is a killer. You don't have to. You can pitch decently after that, and they can still get a run. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, well, this is episode number 54. 54. Yeah. So who's a current red wears number 54? There's a current red that wears 54? Got to be a pitcher, right? Mm-hmm. No idea. I can't watch the reds this year. I know. That's true. That's hard. So you, so you lose track of who's what number. It's got to be one of these. All right, so Osage or, or uh, no? He's 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 a starter. Starter? Yeah. Is it Gutierrez? No. Miley? No. No, it's not Miley. It's not Molly. At least two guys. Uh, Castillo? No. no, he's fifty-eight. Sunny Gray? Sunny Gray is fifty-four. Sunny. He is? Yeah. That's a linebacker. It's not. That's right. a weird number for him to pick. So who was a pre, who was a who was another pitcher? Of the past decade that wore number 54. There's no way we're going to know that. Just oh, tell us. One of our best pitchers of the past. of the for, Mario Soto. No, of the past decade. Oh, decade. For who, the Reds? Yeah. Johnny Cueto. No, he's a reliever. He Aroldis. Was, he was our closer. Aroldis Chapman. Chapman from 2010 to 2015. All right, here's one. Uh, this guy, okay, I'll give you this. Okay, he pitched in the 80s and 90s. He wore it for one year, like his first year probably. After that, he was number 32. Tom Browning. Tom Browning. 1984, he oh. wore number 54. Um, all right, here's a name from the past. Do you guys remember the name Chad Matola? No. Oh, you don't? So in 96, he wore number 54. He was a first-round pick in 92. He was an outfielder, and he was good in the minors, and he was a big prospect, and he never panned out in the majors. So he was uh, he had 125 at bats with like four teams in the majors and never panned out. So so some of our listeners will will know that name. But that's a lot more than Archibald Moonlight Graham got. That's right, 0 for 0. So with a sack fly. With a sack fly. Yes. You know who that is? Absolutely. Okay. If you build it, they'll come. <laughs> that's right. That's Felicia. Felicia. Yes. She'll be she'll be thinking I got a girlfriend. <laughs> I better get home. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, one of Burt Lancaster's last roles, probably had to be, had to be. So, all right. So this team, 
We're gonna. I think we're gonna have fun here, unless they just sort of have a bad week and totally fall out of it. But I hope they don't. I hope they just at least stay within striking distance. And how many blown saves have we had? Oh, I don't know. If you cut it's, those in half, but some of the, I think we've been in the twenties. You cut those in half. Let's say you, let's say you cut it down to twenty-five percent. That's five games. You're ahead of the Padres, and you're right there behind the Brewers. I know. It's an easy, it's, it's an oversimplistic statement, but it's there. It's there. And I'll tell you what, if you just count blown saves, you won't find all the blown games. Because think of, what the, think of the situation for a blown save, and how many times have we been up like four runs and given it away. That's not a blown save. So my twenty-five, my down to twenty-five percent is conservative, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the games that the you, if you went back, it would be interesting. I don't, I haven't seen anybody do this, but it would be an interesting exercise to go back and look at every game, look through the season, look at all the losses and the ones you could pin on the bullpen, and how many that is. Now you can't say we should have won every one of them because everybody's bullpen blows some games, right? Right, right. That's going to happen, but yeah. And, and there's a there's easily enough there and that we could be I texted right you guys there with the earlier. I was so upset with the front office because this team could is yeah. is competing, and this team with a bullpen could contend. I know, and Agreed. we've lost so much ground because they waited. Well, we and we let Iglesias and Archie Bradley go for nothing. Well, you know, Iglesias had worn out his welcome. It, 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 we say that now, but remember, he, he didn't want to pitch unless it was in a save situation, and he was not performing. So, I, yeah, and, 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 you know, Monday morning quarterback, now looking at how well he's been doing for the Angels and what our bullpen's not been doing, it's an easy, to state, an easy statement. But when they traded him back then, I wasn't so upset they traded him. It's just I didn't think – I thought they should get more than two bags of potato chips. Well, I agree, and I, I didn't think that – well, I think, in my opinion, is – if you're gonna, if that's all you're gonna get, don't trade him. I, I don't disagree. You with know, that. that's that was my thing, and so I don't really know what Archie Bradley's done this year. But to be honest, I don't know if he's even what he's done at Me all. Either. I haven't paid attention, but just knowing that you had two guys like that and you didn't try to sign yeah. them, who yeah. had who were proven, was was um, disheartening, and uh, they tried to piece it together. The Lorenzen injury didn't help. You know, that didn't help. Uh, Antone and Sims getting hurt here didn't help. And, you know, some of the guys they thought were going to pitch better. Like, uh, Sims wasn't all that great early on when he had been really good last year. Uh, of course, Antone came out of nowhere. Yes. And um, so. I mean, the pleasant side on the pitching staff is uh, Antone and Gutierrez. Those guys have been just a yeah. pleasant surprise. Well, and, and I think. Uh, Miley bouncing back this year yes. and being because yeah, he, he really did he did nothing last year to speak he was, of no, and he was he's injured he, he wasn't healthy but he's been great this year just think we'd have kept Alex Wood around because he's, he's pitched pretty well reminds me of Tom Browning he gets on the mound you you know Tom can talk about this when he played but I I loved playing behind a pitcher sure. who'd get on the mound get the ball and go yeah you know yeah. loved it yeah and, and, and the thing the funny thing about that is is they I think um, Brantley or somebody was talking about this the other night it's like or uh, the guy working with him, Tommy, was talking about it. They were having this discussion of Miley is very uh, – he thinks through what he's doing, right? He's not just up there rearing back and throwing, yet he works quickly. Yes. He knows 
he knows so well what he wants to do, he doesn't have to take even take time to think about it. He just knows. He's 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 developed to that level of a pitcher, and that's that's really cool. He's confident in his stuff. He's confident in his thinking. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So he just goes. So anyway, all right. Anything else? Wrap her up. Hmm. Anybody want to see Hunter, Hunter Green or Nick Lodolo pitching the major leagues this year? Yes and I, no. Yes I, and no. I, I really don't because if we do, <laughs> it's one of those right. exactly. Right. Okay, so might as well bring him up, give him an experience yeah. for next year. We're not in it. Well, I agree. I, I'll tell you what, if the Reds are in it in September, I may have to get major league package to finish out the season to, to watch them. I don't know if you can even do that. No, you can't because it's blacked out. It's gotta be. There's no way to get it. There's no way to get it unless, unless, get unless you switch to direct, direct TV. TV. Yeah, you gotta switch services. Newman. <laughs> or you can like go to Helmick's house every night. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be. I'll just look through their window. <laughs> yeah, it's a big one. I can go over to my father-in-law's place every night and watch. He probably really. Let me. Yeah, they get it. I can head down there yeah, myself. You're, you're, I'm you're, a lot closer. You're closer. <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> oh my! All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. Uh, it is early August. Hopefully, the uh, dog days of August will be kind to us. Yes, sir. I do want to say, which one of us three predicted the Reds to have a winning record this year? Who was that, Jeff? Um, I think are, it was are you Mr. looking Jeff at me? Gilbert. I think I said eighty-five. I hope it's more than I hope it's more than that. But I said eighty five. You were the only one who the only one. And I felt and and when I said eighty five, in my heart I felt I was being conservative. Because you guys had already said like seventy some and I was like, Oh man, what am I gonna say? But I so I went with eighty five. Now when we said that we we're going back to the year before when the team batted like two oh one. They had they had no hitting whatsoever. Castellanos last year was undisciplined at the plate. He was would not take a – you go back and look. That's where I was coming from in terms of the Reds. They had nothing at the plate, and you had lost Trevor Bauer. Right. Sonny Gray was injured. Right. And so put all that together, and I just didn't feel good about it. So keep in perspective. Excuses, excuses. Winker stayed healthy this year. <laughs> Winker stayed healthy this year. Did anybody expect Winker to have the year he's having this year? Okay. I, you, you guys have got to admit, yeah. I, I have. You've been a fan. And, and when he came up in the minors, one of y'all said, oh, he doesn't hit home runs. So, Give him time. Give him time. And this guy, can he can hit. Yeah. He's got yeah, he's he's got more that. walks than Votto. Now, Votto's swinging a lot more, but that's still saying something because Votto, he still has a keen eye. Yeah, yeah. You, Jeff, even you couldn't have expected them to hit like they hit this year. No, I didn't. I don't know what I expected. I just thought things would – Meld together pretty well, and they'd they'd win more than they lost. I didn't I didn't expect them to go win ninety five, but you know they got a. I don't think they're gonna. I don't know that they're gonna win ninety, but I think they can definitely win that eighty five. That may not be enough to matter, but I'll still feel pretty good about them as a team. And a and a, here here's what I'll say: if they win eighty five games, whether that gets them in the postseason or not. I feel good about what's on the guys on the field and in the clubhouse, and managing the team at the at the, on the at the on the front lines. Agree. The front office is another story. Yeah, agree, because the, you, and, you and, and I when I say front office, I mean the guy with the money, 
Yes. Controlling that and not wanting to spend now, some of his billions. When we went to see the Reds a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this, Tom, and um, I'm concerned about Castellanos being back next year. Hmm. Now, trading for these guys, and you saw that Nick did an interview and saying this is this is good decision, this is what we want, da-da-da-da, I, I love it. But he holds all the cards this year. Last year, pandemic shortened season, he didn't play all that great. This year, obviously, he's been an MVP candidate before the injury, still could be. Uh, I, I, he's going to, he's go, definitely going to exercise that free agent route, right? I mean, he's going to, I think he's going to put himself out on the market. The Reds but you go out and you try to sign him. I really, and I think I texted y'all yesterday, maybe. I have, I think there's a good chance Tucker Barnhart's not with us next year. Stevenson's going to only get better. Stevenson's going to only hit more home runs. You go out and you get another Kurt Casale to be the backup. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you save some money that way. And if you can leverage all these little pieces to put that money in front of Castellanos and stay here, because Votto's going to be here. Let's hope he can, continues to be Votto. India continues to improve. You you have uh, Mustakas again. Winker's going to be there. Let's say Senzel stays healthy. We talked about Stevenson. Yeah. I think then the pieces are in place because you're going to have a decent starting lineup if Gutierrez continues like he has been. And I'm really excited about Lodolo. I think he's a true pitcher. I really do. I don't know about Hunter Green yet. We know he can hum it. But I, I'm excited about the starting pitching. But, but Kim, the starting pitching is deep in the, in the whole organization right now. And well, in the, when you say the whole organization, I'm talking parent club and triple-A. Yeah, that's – well, it's deep It's deep down to double. But I'm, it's say, I'm looking at who's going to be available for them next year. Next year, yeah. Those, those two levels. But, was, but, Kim, would you – Castellanos is going to look – you know, you go to the free agency, you look for a multi-year. Would you give him three to five years? No. But Okay, so you're saying that, that they should let him go. No, I I would talk to him. I would talk – what would he do two you, years? You, uh, if he gets a good offer for three to five years, would you take two years with the Reds? If I'm looking strictly at money and who the other team is, I, the answer is going to be most people are going to say no. Hindsight yeah. usually. I want one of those guys who, you know what, I really wanted to stay here. I know. I you know, know. I, as much as you don't like a Tom Brady, look at how much money he gave up. Right. Michael Jordan for years. Smart man. He, you know, he lived off his endorsements. His salary yeah. in the NBA was nothing. Didn't mean anything. Go ahead and pay Pippen. Go ahead and pay the whether it be Ho Grant or or uh, Rodman or one of those guys and three centers and shooting uh, uh, three-point specials all these years to keep the team going. I want a guy like that who will be on the Reds and say, okay, I would too, Cam. I, I wish we had Votto at 28 doing that. Yeah. yeah, you just don't – it doesn't work that way in baseball as much. Yeah. There's, I, I can't just, disagree with you, Kim, but I don't, I don't feel good about that. Yeah. I, d I don't either. The Reds – But that's my point. We think, we're not going to have Nick next year probably, so we got to build that up. But if you can – Leverage those pieces, and then maybe you do. I don't. How old is Nick Castellanos? Do we know? He's late. He's thirty-two. Like, no, 20? he's not that old. Go ahead, keep talking. Okay, so if it. he, I'm going to say you're going to say late. So I'm going to say twenty-nine. If he's twenty-nine, I do give him three to five. Yeah, years. Maybe you give him three years. I, I do give him three to five. If he's twenty-nine years old, yes. I thought he was like thirty-two. I will tell you in two seconds. He is twenty-nine. So I a, he's you about guys. 29 and a half right now. Okay, so do you give him three to five years at 29 and a half? I do. I would. He's in, I, I, think he, I think you could 
bank on a good three to five years. Because you've got Winker under control, you got India yeah. under control, you got Stevenson under control. It's a chance. You got Mustakis a couple of more years. It's a chance to have a good solid core in there and yes. not have to rely on what's coming up. Because I don't know, outfield wise, there's not a there's not a guy like him. They're more. They got center fielders coming. They got single hitter guys coming. They don't have. I, I can't think of a guy coming up in their system right now that profiles anything like Castiano. I mean, this is a career year for him. He's never had a year like this before. Well, yeah, he's had good years though. He, he has. has. He has. I mean, he's had. I mean, he's had twenty six, twenty three, twenty seven homers. He had 100 RBIs, 89 RBIs. He, but what, he hasn't had an average year like this, he's right? Hit, he's, got, he's a 278 career hitter. He's a 810 OPS career, 329 career on base. I mean, he played in Detroit when they weren't winning. And the only guy you ever heard about in Detroit is Cabrera. You know, that's the only name you ever – it's like, oh, name a Tiger. Oh, Miguel Cabrera. You couldn't name another Tiger all those years. Um, he played really well when he went to the Cubs for that half season. Bill Freehand. <laughs> Bill Freehand. <laughs> Eddie Brinkman. Go back to, well, you are old. Go back to the 70s. Mickey Lolich. Mickey Lolich. Gates and, Brown. And, and then there's the part. <laughs> Willie Horton. Willie Horton. Not the George Bush Willie Horton. <laughs> you no. guys are weird. Now, um, or was that Mike Dukakis? Um, yeah. Th there's the aspect, too. That we almost finished this show like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I know, but I, I wanted to give you props about the record. Yeah, the okay, project, go ahead. That's where it came I from. I interrupted you. There's the, there's, the pro, there's the aspect, the angle, whatever, of if, I, if, I'm, a, if I'm that young and I'm, I can hit, all right, forget Colorado and rarefied air. GABP is known for the ball going out, and that aids to Castellano's numbers. So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, if I keep playing in here, I'm going to be able to do X, true. Y, Z. That's okay. true. Yeah. Now, does that matter when you're looking at five more million from a, a New York or a Chicago? Because you know the Cubs are going to be in a position that they could get him back. They could be. I don't know what they're going to plan to do. Are they going to go? Do they want to go out and bring in and pay money to try to rebuild quickly, or do they want to go? The long are they going for the long rebuild? I don't know what they're doing. He, Nick Castellanos, I believe, has been on record saying he enjoyed his time in Chicago. Yeah, I think Nick Castellanos was happy anywhere. He seems like a guy who just enjoys baseball and life. What, and what when he first came to the Reds, the thing that stands out about him was David Bell doing his price imitation. And pulling guys out in the seventh and eighth inning. And you remember what Castellanos did after one night? He had the batting coach hit fly balls to him in right field because mm -hmm. he wanted to stay in the game. And David Bell went and had a talk with him. I'm guessing because Bell didn't like that because how it looked, the optic of it, right? But I'm sure Castellanos says, listen, I sign here because I want to play. I'm, and, but that showed me I, I will do what it takes. Yeah. And I mean, that said something to me about Castellanos. That was after one of the first games he played in a Reds uniform. Huh. Yeah, I, I didn't know I, that story. I, I think he's hungry. He's been an everyday player since he was 22 years old. And, you know, and he's had a decent career. Um, he, you know, he, he just made his first all-star team. 
and I think he's hungry to be one of the best players in baseball the next five, six years. I think he's hungry for that. So, anyway, all right. So, I think we would all agree it would be nice to keep Nick Castellanos around for a couple more years. <laughs> Can we agree on that? No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's wrap it up. Um, so, next time we talk, I don't know, Reds, hopefully they're still in it. We're not here doing the doing their obituary. Hopefully, like this show, the Reds will make a splash. <laughs> yes. Yes. And hopefully, whether intended or unintended. All right. Well, with that, as we always say, Go, Go Reds! Reds.